This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, May 18th. This is episode 379. My name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts. Uh, that would be Ryan Taylor. <laughs> Ryan Taylor. Yeah. Ryan. Actually, is that an actor? <laughs> Ryan Taylor and Duffy Grin. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, okay. Ryan Ryan Duffy and Taylor Grin. Sorry. I, my brain is turning to mush. I work too much. I work way too much. Uh, how are yes, you guys you doing? Do. <laughs> let's 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 go with uh, Ryan first this week. I remembered we're doing a show this time. <laughs> that was not your fault. <laughs> Ryan was late to joining us. Uh, right, Jesus Christ! Wow. Ryan was late to join us today because I forgot to update our shit out on yeah. the Google Calendar. And I wasn't sure if we're doing it at three, if we're doing it at five. And I assumed since my phone didn't yell at me at two thirty, we're doing it at five. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we moved recording time to earlier in the day to accommodate Taylor's recent move to Italy, where it is after eleven there now. Yeah, and uh, so I was going. I last week I said, sure, if this works for you, Taylor, will I'll change the stuff on the calendar. And then I never fucking did that because I've got too much shit going on and uh, stuff keeps slipping through the cracks, man. Well, last week I may or may not have poured myself an extra large Manhattan. An extra large last what? Huh? Last week I might have made myself a really large drink with no food in my belly. Oh, while we were recording? Is that? Yeah. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> so I could have completely forgot you even said that. I was, yeah, I was, I was lost myself there for a minute. What's new with you, Mr. Duffy? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing stuff. I'm building a doggy, it's a pergola, mm -hmm. but I'm calling it a doggy cabana because mm -hmm. it sounds fancier. What? <laughs> a cabana. A pagoda? What? A pergola. A pergola. A and pergola? he likes crystals. Got it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had some old wood in the backyard, and I cut it up and started framing everything out and got the frame all made. So it'll be a sunny spot with, you know, there's no sides on a thing. It's just a, a top on it for the dogs to be able to sit underneath outside because they both really enjoy hanging out outside oh it's like a square gazebo okay pretty much yeah they, i don't know why it's called a pergola because well most pergolas aren't solid on top yeah they're huh. yeah usually they may have like vines or some shit growing on them yeah yeah it allows some sunlight to come through and yeah Dan, no I, need sides. You, I need you to click that tab down at the bottom that says what uh -oh. is the point of having a pergola <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> That's funny. <Damn. laughs> That's some shade, Google. 
<laughs> what even is the point of this fucking thing? Why? <laughs> uh, just no, like, actually, you bring up a good point. I might want to make one of those for my patio. <laughs> but but calling it a doggy pergola didn't sound good, so I'm calling it the doggy cabana. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Is it going to be like short in stature for the dogs, or? Oh yeah, it's, it's only like four feet high. Oh okay. Hmm. So it so is it's a, about four feet high, about five feet wide. Uh, I think I'm going to build in a little uh, tray to be able to put a water dish in. So if they want to hang out outside by it, they got water right there. Oh. And uh, yeah. Mm, fancy. But yesterday when I was at the store, uh, cedar slats are still fucking expensive. They're twice what they were two years ago right now still. They're still four bucks a pop versus $2 a pop. For what Damn. length? Six foot. Really? Damn. For each, so like, like I counted all my ones in my backyard, like all 500 some odd of them. Uh-huh. And so basically it would cost me right now just to replace the slats, not replace the wood the slats attached to at least $4,000. And you're talking about like for your backyard fence? The, yeah. It's a cedar fence. Hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Might it's as wild. well just go vinyl, man. Ew. Oh, no, I don't like the look of vinyl. I like the look of wood. There's there's all kinds of new shit that they can do with vinyl. Like they can make it look like just about anything. It comes in all different shapes, sizes, colors, arrangements. You can do framing and borders and all kinds of stuff. Like like I've said, maybe off air, maybe I told you guys this, that me and my neighbor have already come up with a plan. Oh, yeah. Next time we have a large windstorm, we're just going to run into the fence. (laughs) <laughs> knock it over and then and then say ah mr insurance the guy the wind the wind storm has destroyed our fence the last wind storm we had when i had my roof replaced uh-huh. he asked me if my fence was damaged because that's covered underneath my insurance i was like oh shit i didn't know that no it's just fine i don't like my fa- oh shit i mean i shouldn't uh, have said that it's fucking broke as fuck i haven't gone out to look at it uh yeah hmm well, fun. What's new with you, Mr. Grin? Um, I was able to lock down an apartment, which took less time than I thought it would. But that's because I have like a really, really good realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found just this perfect place uh, that's very near the city walls in the like town that I'm living in. So I'll be fairly close to the nightlife, a fairly short drive from work. Um. And it's just a really cool, like, bachelor pad kind of, you know, house arrangement. Like, I've got my own room and then a sort of, like, common room kitchen area and then, like, a little mezzanine loft thing up top with its own bathroom so it can be, like, a like a you know, place to throw guests slash, you know, entertainment area and, like, a little patio that's all private and, you know, to myself. So it's a really cool little setup. And... I was able to negotiate both getting a full-size fridge installed in the location and that they'll keep the little mini fridge that was sitting under the um, attached island. So I'm just going to put all my prep stuff in that little mini fridge now, like pre-chop up, you know, onions and peppers and all that shit, like the typical cooking shit, you know, Mm -hmm. that you just have draw from day to day. I'll just pre-prep it, keep the temperature really cold on the thing so the stuff lasts a while and just use that as my like, oh, reach down, grab my shit, throw it there, you know, not have to walk around to go to the big fridge. Nice. So, yeah. Have you gotten a Vespa yet? No, I have not. Um, Mm. I might need to how small my garage is. I'm looking at like probably a Fiat or a Beetle or something else. It's just itty bitty. 
I've got this thin ass little um, garage. You should get yourself a, a a Fiat 128 Spider. I have no idea what that is. Oh, you would probably enjoy it. Fiat 128 Spider. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds like a small car. Oh, that is a small car. Okay. I mean, if I got the old version, that would be really cool. Actually, <laughs> I want one. Wow, that looks expensive. They're really not that bad. I mean, over there, they might be cheaper than here in the U.S. Yeah, I might have to look into that. I don't know about a convertible though, because it rains a lot. Uh, they the do winter. come. I think it comes in a hardtop. Okay. All right. I might have to look into it. Hmm. Yeah. Go full bore. Have you noticed any cool Italian vehicles over there that you don't see here in the U.S. a lot? Um, I have, but I'll be damned if I could tell you like what the <laughs> maker model are. Like there are several brands that I've seen since I've been here where I just like, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Like <laughs> some really interesting hood designs. And then I'm reminded that like I have no idea how anybody thought BMWs looked good in the sixties and seventies. Like they look dorky as shit. <laughs> square ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think all of the cars so. from from then were like really boxy and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it just had like this very like because you know um, a Dodge or a Chrysler or a Ford even from back then had like this sort of aggressive you know masculine like fronts even if they were kind of boxy. Uh-huh. But the BMW just looked like, I don't know, man, like very run of the mill from that time period. Yeah. I'm not really a car guy either. So, yeah, I like, I like cars quite a bit. Uh, I like my car quite a bit. It's fancy. We've, we now have, I think like 1400 miles on it after having it for a few months now. It's, we don't, we don't drive very often. Uh, but now that it, now the golf season is here, I'm putting like at least a hundred miles on it per week to go golfing, drive up there and back. Yeah. Uh, people, people keep asking me like, Oh, are you going to have your car shipped over? I'm like, my Ford escape is not worth shipping to Italy. <laughs> it would cost more to ship it than the vehicle's yeah. worth. Yeah. I will just get a loan on a vehicle out here. And if, for some reason I leave before that loan is paid, I will sell it to someone. Like, <laughs> So what are your current plans yeah. as far as how long you're going to be there in the Italy? Um, indefinitely. So okay. my contract goes <laughs> for a few years. Oh, cool. Um, where as long as like, I don't do anything egregious, like I have a job for several years, you know, it's contracting. So, you know, contracts come to a close and then they either rebid or another company gets it, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I can't get into the details of that, you know, but so for at least a couple of years. And then uh, after that, like I will have had enough time to kind of um, immerse myself in the culture here. And if I can get used to the like Italian way of life, that's a little bit more slowly paced in that kind of thing, then I'll try to continue living here as long as I can. And if by the end of two years, I'm still like, oh, my God, everything moves so goddamn slow, then I might try to transfer to Germany because they are associated with, like, the same stuff that I'm doing. Like, there's a linkage between the contracts here in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I might try and do some work there mm-hmm. and see if I prefer that. Um, but I don't know. Like, that's all too premature to tell. Yeah, I'm going to give Italy a fair shot for a few years and see. Like, I am a naturally kind of high-strung, you know, 
uh, get my work done so that I can fuck off for the rest of the day kind of person. And the Italians are like, why work really hard and fuck off when you can just like sort of half fuck off the entire day and still get it done by the end of everything? <laughs> mm-hmm. In the before times, I I would have some free time available, but mm-hmm. how's the new trainee? She's doing well enough that she's feeling comfortable to t- just to just like take over stuff. Like she's not asking me a lot of questions anymore, and she's screwing things up occasionally, but that's to be expected. I did the same thing. I still do the same thing. Now it's just a matter of me trying to close out some things and, and, you know, basically sweeping out the dust behind as I've, as I've shuffled off a lot of tasks to her. So there's just a lot going on. We're going to do a bit of a news roundup for this episode. We'll start that when we get back from this little break. Hey, this is Caitlin, and if you sign your kids up for youth sports, make sure to volunteer to coach. Thanks, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Is it broken? Uh, no. I think I'm okay. One question. What the fuck happened? Because you were doing your speech right there in front of the whole company, and then... Wow. Well, uh, my speech was going poorly. Agreed. Yeah. And I started to panic. With good reason. And then, all of a sudden, I I thought I had to shit my pants, okay? And that's why you jumped face first into a glass wall? No, it all happened so fast, but essentially, I thought if it was going to happen, I didn't want to be standing. So, I crouched. Because... If you want to shit yourself, you'd rather be crouching than standing? Yes. I mean, if you had to. I hate to say this, but... I follow you. The thing is, when I crouched, I had to burp. But since I was all, you know, tucked up, I actually vomited a little. And then that's when my fight-or-flight reflex kicked in. Do you ever fight? Okay, fine. Then my or-flight reflex kicked in, and I just... Pow. Yeah. Okay, well, what we saw was a very oily man in mid-sentence dip down, vomit, and then thrust himself violently face-first into a glass wall. But I guess it's a lot less embarrassing the way you explain it. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, we're back. Um, To the listeners, uh, bear with my audio. I'm still using a tiny-ass shitty mic. Um, and in a hotel room with high re- highly reflective walls and tile floors. So um, <laughs> give give praise and Patreon dollars to Dan for his champion editing skills. Hopefully you can hear what the hell I'm saying right now. Oh, you've got um, you've got that super silky smooth voice, though, that makes up for it. So it's all good. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I definitely have a face <laughs> for radio. It's good to hear that I've got the voice for it, too. So um, <laughs> remind me, remind me sometime later to tell you the story about when I worked for a public radio station for a little while. Okay. My first time behind a mic. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so um, one of our listeners, uh, Ted Sellen, made me aware that I've never really talked on a show before about stochastic terrorism. Uh And a really good example of it came up this week. Um, Ted Nugent, who is a Republican performer of some sort. Uh, (laughs) Music, I think, is his thing, right? Theoretically. Uh 
I always get him confused <laughs> with that cheeseburger in paradise guy. It's something boomers listen to anyway. Um, <laughs> well, so there, he, yeah, wildly divergent, uh, I think, political views and and manner of being a human being. But yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I always thought that guy was super conservative too. the parrot head, dude. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. My my seventh grade history teacher was obsessed with them. All of the posters in his history classroom <laughs> were like either the U.S. map or that dude. Cheeseburgers um, in paradise, man. Yeah, not not Ted Nugent, but the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of his name. Um, anyway, long divergence. Uh, so Ted Nugent recently came out saying that, you know, uh, Trump supporters and Republicans and that kind of shit should uh, like basically go out and, and I think he said like stop Democrat skulls or something like that. Um, yeah, right. And and so a lot of people are saying like this is incitement to vi- uh, violence. Um, you know, this is and, him and it was at a rally. Them, right, right, right. He's he's telling them to go hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I made the joke that like because there probably weren't any Democrats there for them to go immediately attack that that's not incitement to violence. It's just sparkling stochastic terrorism. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, and that's go ahead. There was a guy there for them to attack and he did call the guy out. Oh, did he now? Okay. There was a well, guy that's different. He, he called the guy out. No one attacked him, but they basically mm-hmm. got him the fuck out of there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Wisely. he was a media person that they're you no know, mm-hmm. fake media bullshit. And, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get him the fuck out of here yeah and i mean that's the thing an incitement to violence um you know it, it requires that an individual tell other individuals that they should go out and perform a violent action against a specific person or group of persons who are like proximate to the command being made so if somebody were were to say like go march on the capital and kill everyone in there you know that might be incitement to violence right um but if you're vague at all about what you tell them to do or who to target, then that's not necessarily incitement to violence from a legal standpoint. At that point, it's more of what's called stochastic terrorism. And stochastic terrorism, there's a really good quote, you know, will no one riddle me of this meddlesome priest, right? And that's when somebody says, oh, I sure hope that somebody will take care of these problematic people for me. Mm-hmm. And you don't say anything specific enough to actually, you know, say, go take out that dude right there. But it creates the environment for self-radicalizing people to see a problem in their view that needs to be solved. And the solution is violence, like so, a Buffalo shooter. So is it a lot yeah. like when at Trump's rallies, he would point to the assembled members of the media at the back and say, all of these lying fake news media, they're, they're the problem. They're the enemies of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you were to say that abortion is murder and abortion doctors and parents who get abortions are murderers. Um, because then what, if you truly believed that that was murder, then what would you be willing to do to stop that murder from happening? Right. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is the reason why many abortion clinics have been firebombed or shot up or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And the problem with stochastic terrorism is that it lacks what's called proximate cause and opening arguments had a really damn good 
um, episode they did on proximate cause a long time ago, back when the BLM protests were kind of just kicking up. And they talked about like, if, if people protesting on a highway stopped an ambulance from getting to a hospital, would they be culpable for the person in the ambulance, like dying because they couldn't get treatment? Approximate cause basically gets it like if you can't draw a direct A to B to C on like the incitement to the actual action occurring, then it's not incitement. It's, you know, stochastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's just something I know I've used the term stochastic terrorism before and we've kind of talked around it, but wanted to make sure that we actually talked about it and gave y'all a understanding of what that really is and how dangerous it is because there's really legally to stop it. Like a lot of because Trump's so rhetoric and other people's yep. rhetoric. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's very much the way that like mob types work, you know, oh, I, I sure wish someone would go whack this problem for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, also, so I've got the quote from Nugent here. It says, if I yeah, do please. say, if I do say so myself, everybody in your life to think of what the enemies of America have done in the last 14 months and that they didn't sneak into the white house. They lied, they cheated, they scammed. And every day, the Democrats violate their sacred oath to the Constitution. And if you can't impress your friends on that, they shouldn't be your friends. So thank you for inviting my beautiful wife, Shemaine, and I, and my friends, and my guitar. This is a 1966 Gibson from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Does it sound as good out there as it does up here? He's at a Trump rally. Mm-hmm. Loud cheers. By the way, if you don't eat enough medicine and you're not clean and sober, you can't play licks like that. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> There's some laughs. And then he says, so I love you people madly, but I love you more. If you went forward and just went berserk on the skulls of the Democrats and the Marxists and the communists. Yeah. Hmm. That specifically right there. Like if that was only the statement he made, that would be stochastic terrorism. You know, because he's not saying go out and target these particular people at this particular time or like that they're, you know, right here by you. He's saying, um, I would love you more, right? Which is not saying you should go do this. It's just saying I would prefer a person who does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That would that would increase your mm-hmm. or my esteem for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Because so, he's such a great person. The more you know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's no fun. Uh, and he's a giant dickbag who shit himself to get out of going to Vietnam and like he's the world's biggest fucking asshole. Not well, not the biggest asshole. He's among the world's biggest assholes. If there was a meeting of the biggest assholes, he would be attending. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He would, he would be, uh, he would, he would get an engraved invitation, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, thanks for subtly looking that up, Dan. It was Jimmy (laughs) Buffett, the other guy. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I, I was never remember his name. I was going to uh look at look up his politics. I'm pretty sure he's uh not uh right. I don't know if he's but. Republican, but I don't think he's I don't really think of Jimmy Buffett as being very political. Yeah. He's more like yeah. let me get drunk and eat food and I'm fucking happy. <laughs> I don't give I'm a fuck about anything. Literally else. nothing about him, so I'm talking <laughs> purely out of my ass like a Republican. If I had to guess, he's probably one of those people that was fairly progressive in his day and hasn't changed since. Yeah. 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 That would be my, my shot in the dark. Oh yeah. So that's going to go in the Patreon portion or whatever. The very first time I ever got behind the mic, I got this little radio show at KTIM down in St. George, Utah. 
Um, and I sit behind the mic and I start talking the news and we get through my first 15 minute block. And the entire time I was using my little NPR voice going over <laughs> what was happening in the world these days. And I don't want to frighten As people. soon as we cut to a commercial break, my producer's like, Taylor, what the fuck are you doing with your voice? Don't ever do I'm, that again. <laughs> I'm trying to be calm and soothing to the listeners. So that way they're not agitated. I'm trying to sell or everybody feel- my beautiful sweaty balls. Yeah, he's yes. like, uh, your your listener base is not 65 plus year olds. <laughs> <laughs> We're an independent radio Fucking station. college students. <laughs> Use your real voice. <laughs> you don't have to worry about startling them or waking them from a, from a little nap that they're taking while listening to you. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just dropped into a little NPR voice and I wanted to talk about how uh, President Obama was running against uh, Mitt Romney to date myself. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, was it? That was a decade ago, Ryan. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, we're old. Fucking time is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> so I, I saw earlier today, um, speaking of like quasi-celebrities and, and the things that they're doing uh, that are bad or, or funny, uh, the the Kermit voiced uh, dickhead that is uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh yeah, the guy who says that uh, women are agents of chaos and that we need to be uh, like lobsters. Now he's here. Now you're here. Nothing can go <laughs> wrong because he is right where he belongs. Uh, which is not to say he's not going to be on Twitter <laughs> anymore. He uh, he decided to cancel himself after mocking uh, 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 Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model uh, who was he was a plus size model. And he just tweeted out, not beautiful, something to that effect. And then, you know, of course, was flooded with comments and responses, basically calling him a shithead. Like- yeah. Sorry you can't see her rib cage. <laughs> my my favorite one was that this is coming from a guy who looks like he steals blood from hospitals for Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So he he uh yesterday after you know, he did this, I think, two or three days ago is when he made this comment about this uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. And, you know, it's so for the last couple of days, it's just been this ongoing thing with people responding to him. And, of course, he has his regular cadre of, of dipshit, you know, entitled, whiny, privileged fragile emotionally inept and fragile dudes who follow him around hanging on his every word and like we'll put in their replies to him i've listened to hundreds of hours of you talking and seen hundreds of videos of yours and i just think you're the greatest but this is Mm. bad you should not do this okay he he did have a few people who (laughs) were obviously like jordan peterson super fans finally say well okay i think this one might be crossing the line like you might have, you might have gone one step over the line this time, and so he, I guess, in the in the face of all of this backlash, uh, he posted that he would not be he's, tweeting anymore. He's he's going to he's leave Twitter. Done. Yeah, he his initial tweet was, "The endless flood of vicious insults is really not something that can be experienced anywhere else." 
I like to follow the people I know, but I think the incentive structure of the platform makes it intrinsically and dangerously insane. And, and then he, he tweeted, So I told my staff to change my password to keep me from temptation, and I'm departing once again. If I have something to say, I'll write an article or make a video. If the issue is not important enough to justify that, then perhaps it would be best to just let it go. I'm not going to lie. That's the smartest thing he's ever said, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just that last line. (laughs) I mean, the the last two sentences, like, yeah, perhaps maybe just being able to fire off 140 characters into the abyss. Mm -hmm. Not the best way to handle a platform. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I, I get how he's he's so butthurt over the fact that he can insult someone else. But when he gets insulted for insulting another person, he can't <laughs> fucking handle it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He's uh-huh. he's the king of being able to dish it out and not take it. See. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which, I, which this did, oh, go ahead. This kind of reminds me of something else real quick. Huh. Mm. Uh, so, you know, how there have been protests at the uh, uh, Supreme Court, a few of the Supreme Court homes. Mm hmm. Well, I saw that this last week, DeSantis decided to make it so you're not allowed to publicly protest in front of people's homes anymore. Um, well, that would be illegal for him to say that. Like, he can't just well, he's declare by the law. Well, he's going he's to violate people's First Amendment rights. But, I mean, on, on the same hand, um, our politicians had no problem with the Westboro Baptist Church holding protests at different uh, military funerals or celebrities events saying they're, they're gay and you're going straight to hell or they got no problem with putting an exclusion zone in front of Planned Parenthood for you to protest there because it's your first amendment and it's your religious right to do that. But apparently trying to protest a grievance you have with a politician just goes too fucking far. They don't care about consistency. They care about power. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh-huh. It's shorter than the Sark quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. That uh, that brings up a couple other things that I want to talk about, but I want to make a little note about it first. And uh, there's an issue here on the board that I need to take care of. So we're going to take okay. we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back and talk about those things. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Now, today's prayer and share was inspired by young Shelby. She confided in me and how she wants to improve her life. Oh, no, 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 um, not me, my friends. My life is actually great. I'm going back to school. Now, as we all know, the only true way to improve our lives is to pray to Jesus and ask for his help. Really? The only way? What about finding a ton of gold? Well, why don't we share some of the things we want to pray to Jesus for? Maddie, why don't you start? Yeah, um, I want Jesus to keep helping me stay clean and believe in me so I can build my business and provide a wonderful life for myself and my future wife and kids, of course. Amen. 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 That was 
was a good prayer, Maddie. For my prayer, I would like to ask Jesus to send me a man that I can cherish while he builds a lucrative business. Oh, and I want Jesus to help me keep my virginity. <laughs> oh, and after I get married, I'm gonna get real freaky and nasty. But not before, because that's the good Christian that I am. Amen. Amen. What? No, hold on. We're not amening that. Come on, she shouldn't be living her life for some man. She should get her GED and start her own lucrative business. Actually, Shelby, Jesus frowns upon judging others, so we don't comment on other people's shares. Uh, Young lady, it's your turn. Okay, I want Jesus to wrap up this nightmare so I can go get sick LED lights for under our car. That's pretty much it. I got this. Amen. 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 If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Alright, welcome back everybody. I needed to fix a thing on the board. Basically, the board that I'm using has a micro SD card in it that fills up with things and I transfer, well, I transfer, I copy, I don't necessarily transfer. I copy mm-hmm. those files okay. off when we're done recording and then maintain a copy on the card here. And I've been doing that for quite some time now. It's a large card, but it was running out of space and <laughs> uh, was down to minutes left on it. And I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to lose what we had already recorded today. So I had to do some things. I had to, had to disconnect and reformat the card and all of that. So now we have hours and hours and hours. We have dozens of hours available to record. We have space. Lots of space now after I have done that. The space pants, yes. Um, but before we broke, I, I mentioned that there were a couple things I wanted to talk about. And uh, being a person of my age and uh, busyness, at least one of them slipped my mind, but I was able to recall one of them that I wanted to talk about. When we were talking in the prior segment, there was mention of a lot of just Republican fuckery afoot all over the place, right? And I've noticed this disturbing new trend among a lot of Republicans in whatever seat of power they have where they just say they're going to do whatever the fuck they want and then they wait for people to sue them. They wait for court arguments to settle whether what they've just done that everybody knows is fucking illegal is actually illegal. And in the meantime, they're fucking up people's lives and livelihoods And then they're wasting government and public resources by having all of this have to go through a battle in court for something that is blatantly illegal. Like, I don't know, and I don't know if either of you know, what we can do about this new trend that I've that I've spotted where a Republican just says, well, you know what? I'm going to say the black people can't fucking vote anymore. Okay, well, (laughs) that's bad. You can't do that but you've said you're going to do it and you've got all of your underlings who are now carrying out your orders to do this. And in the meantime, people are fucked and you're like, I I don't know what to do about stuff like that. I mean, the shitty thing is, is they're doing all their fuckery legally through the loopholes they've created to legally do all this fucked up shit. So the only other legal means that we have to fix that is to get them out of office, which is either through an election every two to four years or through a recall, which would be hard to get done. Yeah. <laughs> Avocado so sounds upset. What I'm saying is <laughs> I think we're fucked. Uh-huh. 
Well, and they've also exposed how much of Shushu, how much of <laughs> politics is um, like was held together by norms and, and a sense of shame mm-hmm. as opposed to actual like regulation. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, no, uh, folks, can, <laughs> uh, folks can, you know, be unhinged and appeal to the crowd. And it's like, we're in the 1930s all over again with a fucking airplane dude leading Nazi rallies in uh, New York. So I know You're talking about uh, Lindbergh you, avocado. you Taylor, Taylor has a very angry putty tat. I'm sorry. I'm stuck in a one room hotel room with this guy. There's only so much I can do. Yeah. I, I think most people don't realize that Lindbergh was a Nazi. Charles. Yeah. The, the Charles Lindbergh, the airplane dude you're yeah. referring yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't Charles think Lindbergh. of his name. That's guy. Yeah. yeah Charles Lindbergh was a, was a Nazi. I didn't so was Henry Ford. Yeah. Henry Ford was a Nazi and Hitler actually, if I'm correct, referred to him, cited him in his use of the assembly line mm-hmm. in the way he killed Jews. Yep. Ooh. And um, Henry Ford also paid to distribute copies of the protocols of the elders of Zion in the U S and Disney himself sent his cartoons to Hitler because Hitler was such mm-hmm. a fan. Charles Lindbergh invented the campaign slogan, America first in order to keep America out of the war with Germany because he agreed with what Germany was doing. Hmm. The more, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so when, when we say America first has very troubled beginnings, that's what it's referring to. Not just because Trump says it, it's because white fucking supremacists, Grab a hold of it. Well, and so there's kind of an elephant in the room that we haven't talked about uh, any of the shootings, multiple shootings yeah. that have occurred that have occurred over the last week. Um, part of that is because it's fatigue. It, like it's a day that ends in why there was a mass shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, after Sandy Hook and no action being taken there, I I hate. I hate having a defeatist attitude about any kind of gun control, but that's, I mean, nothing fucking happened after kindergartners were mowed down. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the one in Buffalo this weekend. We had the one in California. And did you know we had one in Texas as well? Hmm. Mm. No. Nope. The one in Texas barely made any news until they realized it was grossly racially motivated because they shot up a uh, um, Asian spa. Oh yeah. Yeah. An, another Asian, another Asian spa. This one in Texas got shot up this weekend as well. Buffalo was headlines. It's still headlines. Uh, California snuck in and stole some of it, but the one in Texas didn't even fucking barely make the news. Barely registered as a blip at all. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just, I, I, the the gun debate i mean we've we've talked about it on i don't know how many different episodes of this show i've talked about it extensively elsewhere on social media mm-hmm. i'm i'm all about having much stricter gun laws in place there are a lot of common sense things that we can do but it just never fucking happens it never no. happens because we we elect people who don't make this a priority. And I'm, I mean, it's not like the rest of the world isn't also on fire and there's a ton of other shit that they can and should be doing, but this has been a, this has been a plague and a blight on American 
on American civil society for mm-hmm. decades now, and it's just getting worse. And our division within the country is getting worse, which you know, makes all of these other ancillary things around that division worse, all of these shootings, all the violence surrounding being so divided. Yeah. And I, I was, I, I, I jump into comment sections just to see what people are saying and to make myself <laughs> mad and pissed <laughs> off and angry. Uh-huh. And when, when, if, when the uh, Buffalo one first happened, I didn't really have the ammo because we didn't know what happened. So people are, you know, some people jump to conclusions and I, I saw plenty of people saying, well, if, if there were more people armed in that area, maybe this wouldn't happen and blah, blah, blah. And then it comes to light that there was an armed security guard there. Mm-hmm. That armed security guard got multiple rounds off and, and hits on the guy, mm-hmm. but he was wearing fucking body armor. You can buy online. Mm-hmm. So this ex-police officer who was there as security shot him. But since this kid was able to buy legal body armor that you wear in the military online, the rounds had no effect because the cop, the ex-cop probably did how he was trained. Shoot center mass. Mm -hmm. Shoot for the biggest fucking object. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where he was wearing his armor. The kid killed him. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. I, um, I applied once to a contractor job that would have been in, you know, uh, what we'll favorably call danger territory. Yeah. And, uh, one of the requirements of the job would have been for me to procure some body armor before I went. And it's easily like, what is it? Like, like class three body armor, uh, the ballistic yeah. panels yeah. that will it's stop like rifle 4K. rounds. It's yeah, actually it's, surprisingly cheap. It's yeah, and you can buy. You don't have to be anyone with the money can go online and buy it. So the argument saying, well, if someone else there with if people there had guns, they could have stopped them. The guy was fucking armored, like not not like Los Angeles, but he was armored. He came in there fully prepared to get shot at, mm-hmm. and was ready for it. So the whole line of a good guy with the gun will stop a bad guy with the gun. It's fucking bullshit because there was a good guy there with the gun who tried to stop him, but body armor. Yeah. But I mean, so us, us not, you know, devoting an entire episode to it isn't that we don't care or that we're not upset about it. It's, it's just mental fatigue of, of, seeing this happen yeah. over and over and over and over and over and over again and nothing ever changing. And yeah, I, yeah. and I, 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 I hate that we're even at that point where we're just mentally exhausted about talking about it because that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't, yeah. that doesn't change anything. That doesn't move anybody in any particular direction except acceptance as, as even, being a norm now. I had a guy at work that asked me this question, not that long ago, actually, Mm -hmm. he said, so if the Democrats are in control of the house and the Senate right now, and they very much want to get rid of guns, why haven't they done it? And I was like, because that's a majority. That's a minority of Democrats actually want to get rid of guns. And the gun control measures that a majority of Democrats want to pass won't get through. Mm-hmm. Like well, even like, though they have yeah. a a pseudo majority, it won't pass. Yeah, 
And they know that. And, and like, I don't want to get rid of guns. Like, no. I, I one know that it's impossible with like, there's 1.2 guns for every people in yeah. this country, but also um, like with things getting as bad as they are, I kind of think that liberals need to be arming themselves just in case. Um, and, and I think that the smarter thing to do is to have like mental health stuff, red flag checks, yeah. domestic abuse, you know, restrictions, that kind of uh, thing. registry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, federal background checks that yes. are higher speed and better accuracy. That Not just in the states. Yeah. And I have always been a proponent of if you want of firearm licenses, mm-hmm. saying if you want to have a firearm, you have to have a license to get any firearm. In order to yeah. get that license, you have to you know go through a background check and actually show that you know how to use that gun. If I want I, to go hunting, I have to go through a class and half of that class is showing that you know how to use a firearm. I was at a Walmart in Texas looking to buy a kayak for my mom for Mother's Day. And I got stuck in line behind a woman who was buying a rifle to shoot wild pigs on her land. And it took about 15 minutes that I was standing in line waiting for her to finish her transaction it took her longer to get her hunting license for the pigs than it did for her to get the gun itself. Yeah. And yeah. all told that entire transaction was only 15 minutes long. Yeah. I, it, and on the, the gun debate, like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. And it, it's one of those things that yeah. we've, we've spent hours talking about and nothing changes. Well, I, I think that that might be one of those places where like America is not as far to the left as like progressives want to think it is. Yeah. I don't think the vast majority of Americans, even in light of all of these shootings, have the political will to make gun control a campaign issue the way that Republicans make abortion a campaign issue. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't and, like that that's the case. but Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms that, you know, us lefties are always on defense rather than on offense. Mm hmm. Because there's just yeah. so much bullshit going on that. Yeah. Well, because we've got one fascist party and then because of the rules of first past the post, you know, representative democracy, it, everyone who is not fascist is bundled together in the other party. Mm-hmm. And in a sane system with, you know, not first past the post representation, we'd probably have two or three parties that the Democrats presently represent. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just it, the the state of the world right now has me concerned. Doesn't seem to be getting better. In fact, it seems to be getting worse across the board. Oh yeah, and that's I mean, even, concerning. So I mean, I know we talked a lot about Roe versus Wade the last two weeks. Yeah, uh, we've talked about uh, the violence that may come from the fact of Roe versus Wade being passed. Mm-hmm. You're overturned, but overturned. Uh, but what's what 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 are they going to go after after they pseudo win this battle? Um, gay marriage and exactly marriage. Adoption. I think gay marriage would come first. That's that's yeah, their next battle yeah. is to get rid of that. Even though there have been the, the there was that crazy senator who was like it's a state right, and so they said. Well, if, mm, if the state yeah. doesn't want to allow interracial marriage, are you okay with that? It's like, well, yeah, you have to be. It's like, are you fucking serious, dude? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's there was already uh, Mississippi. The bill didn't go through because the guy wanted to. He's like, oh, any abortifates, and they're like, well, what do you consider yeah. abortifates? And he's like, well, abortifacient, like abortifacious, yeah. He's like, well, uh, IUDs. Like to him, mm-hmm. the only thing that was not an abortifacia was a condom. Yeah. Everything else prevents birth. Yeah, yeah. Everything else, like off, the, off like illegal. That you would be charged with murder if you were on birth control or had an, had a. Or for any kind of female birth control would be murder. Well, in the way that he was discussing that, it would it would basically make all kinds of other IVF means. Yeah, it would it would it would outlaw IVF because that that has it's an implanted egg. Yeah, well, and it has embryos that that you know are potentially viable potential. that that yeah. wouldn't you know that would go quote unquote to waste because they wouldn't be implanted anywhere. It's just a bunch of fucking nonsense, man. And the most frustrating thing about all of it is the apathy that I see from people who are like, well, nothing ever changes. So why do I bother to vote anyway? Well, we've, which we've, we've held the monsters at bay this far or thus far because of your vote and, and giving us slim, slim fucking majorities just to make sure that your rights aren't stripped away wholesale. And so I, I, I guess the only thing that I can say is, you know, yeah, it's frustrating, but you need to vote all the fucking time. Yeah. And you need to vote mm-hmm. for people who are going to stand up for your rights rather than working to strip them away from you. And this needs to be a thing that happens all over the place. We can't get anything done if all we're doing is working on defense and trying to make sure that we maintain the the civil liberties that we have now rather than trying to expand them and, and improve things for everybody. And so if you don't vote, it just gets worse. And then it compounds yeah. the problems that we have. Just like the motherfuckers who refused to vote for Hillary six years ago, we are now still experiencing the fucking Trump effect and will for All decades because you won't fucking vote. For, yeah. We're going to, for, yeah, for much longer. Yeah. This isn't going to end anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <sighs> We've uh, run out of time for this episode. Thank you all yeah, for we, listening. Say we got a little ranty and emotional there at the end. <laughs> <sighs> I, I yeah, I'm just I'm I'm exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. It just gets worse. Uh, I hope it they get I hope it gets better, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of really good signs that it will. Before we go. I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters uh, for bringing you this bundle of joy this week. (laughs) 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 Because they help keep the show through the show this far. Then you need to uh, carry out the rest of the show until it's uh, delivered. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I do want to thank them. (laughs) That would be two skeptical chaps. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. Alan Firth. Oh, my favorite. All hail Penis Butra. <laughs> Doug Willoughby. Them. Hunter Grin. Uh, is it just me or are these patrons amazing? John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Schneid Duffy. 
Steve Kuno. Steven Andrews. Ted Sellen. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Freethinker215. Good news, everyone. Jeremy Goodson. Jonathan. Makins Peterson. Marvin Draken. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. Not a fucking gymnast. The next patron is an updog. Utah Outcasts. Updog. Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Savid Akuna. Socialized Healthcare Saved My Life. Kim Jacobson. James. And Rick and Morty want you to please support the Freedom From Religion Foundation. What will dub dub? Thank you all very much. If you would like to become a Patreon patron and are not currently, you can do so very easily by going to Godless, by going Jesus Christ. I fucked that up but so often. Go to Jesus Christ, you fucking moron. <laughs> you can you can go to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get a bunch of good things that come with that. You get the episode before anybody else. You get uh, extended episodes, bonus episodes, clips from the cutting room floor, extended Patreon versions of the show, uh, closing song, fun stuffs. Uh, thank you all very much. And if you could go out and rate the show also, wherever you can do those things that uh, puts more eyes on it, gets, gets more attention for other people to become Patreon patrons or even just listeners of the show. So thank you very much. I need to go back to work now. Yay. Have yeah. fun. Take care. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> toys and whips. Like that's like, depending on the toys, that's 10 to $20 for the toys. But tell me you got to the end. We agree. It's about 120 bucks to fuck me in the ass. After leaving Twitter, he is right where he belongs. <laughs> Dude, I went to this. There's a Mexican restaurant. And I went there for dinner tonight. And apparently it's a Spanish guy's idea of what Mexican food is like. And he taught an Italian guy. And that's the guy who runs this restaurant. <laughs> so it's like uncanny valley Mexican food. Like it's almost there but not quite like there's dishes in both sides of the sink. And I was just like, uh, Hey man, what side of the sink is your disposal on? And <laughs> he's like, Oh, it's on the right. Why? And I just started picking up dishes and putting them on the counter. I'm like, cause I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and then he just, burr, burr. <laughs> oh. is, is this Mexican guy? Oh man, I really appreciate you taking out my dishes before you puked all over him. And that was great. <laughs> <laughs> you are a stand-up guy, Dan. I appreciate that shit, man. <laughs>